Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We have a heart for you, sister, and a God-sized vision that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. And so we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16 through 17 over you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Have you subscribed and reviewed the podcast? Reviews help others find the podcast, so please consider leaving a review. Good morning, friends. Welcome back to the Date and Women in the Word podcast. I'm Natalie Hur, and I'm here with Jillian Vincent. Hey, gals. We're back at my dining room table again. We you're playing the are. Game. Yes. <laughs> We've been traveling around. We're back at our original spot here in Jill's house. Um, and today we have our friend Hunter Osborne with us. Hello. <laughs> um, before we get started with our interview with Hunter, I just wanted to remind you guys that if you're here in Dayton um, proper, I know that we have lots of friends listening who aren't here, but if you are in Dayton, we have a citywide gathering coming up on December 6th um, at 7 p.m., I think Jillian's nodding, so I feel good about it. It sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's at FCF Dayton, and we'll be finishing up our um, focus on the Trinity with God the Son. So it's going to be a an awesome start to our Advent and Christmas season, um, just to get to celebrate um, Christ together. So really excited about that. Put that down on your calendar. Share it with your friends. Bring all your people. Um, we can't wait. But that is not why we're here today. We're here to um, to talk to Hunter and to, to get to know her a little more. Um, Jill and I do know Hunter a little bit, but um, we what we do know, we want um, we wanted you guys to know. So we're excited really to have her here. And um, so Hunter, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, just about you and your family, how long you've been in Dayton, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so I'm Hunter Osborne. I also go by Amy Osborne. Some people know me as that. Um, I'm married to Chad, and I've got three children. Um, Bella is six, and Talitha is three and a half, and Stone is almost two. Um, Still. Yeah, he's a he's a hoss. <laughs> His name really does describe, describe him. him. It, it does. does. God it does. is super cool like that. Isn't yes, he? I, I love that. that. He gave me a stone. He did. Um, let's see, Dayton. I, I've been in Dayton for kind of a while, mm-hmm. um, but as, so I went to Wilmington College. Um, I don't know if that's considered part of Dayton or not, but when I was in my second to last year, I interned at a business here in Dayton. So that was 90, no, uh, 2000, in 2000. Um, and so in 2001, I moved here because the job became a real thing. And um, so I've been in Dayton since 2001, but I was saved in 2006. So it's very different before BC, before Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Two different worlds being in Dayton. Um, So 
Yeah, I've been in Dayton for a while. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll probably hear more about your story as this unfolds, but let's go ahead and talk about the Word in yeah. your life. So what does Bible reading or Bible study look like in Hunter Osborne's life right now? Well, um, so this summer I did a study. It was the first time that I co- taught the Word at all, um, and it was a co-teaching, and that put me being in the Word and very regularly and it was beautiful it was a great wonderful time and then this month I start up co-teaching another study and so in September I kind of took a break of sorts um and that's when you guys asked me to do this and I realized there is a distinct difference in my life when I am consistently in the word and then not in the Mm -hmm. word but um uh, most of my life is not consistently in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that I was going to ramp up being in the word come October and monthly from that point forward, um, it, it was interesting. My mind just kind of said, yeah, I need, I'm going to take a little break because the, I did a Galatians study this summer. Mm-hmm. It was very intense for me being first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I homeschool our oldest, so ramping up into homeschooling. And I don't juggle things well. I can't do a lot of things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, something will fall. Mm-hmm. And through Galatians, my responsibilities as a homemaker were falling. Mm-hmm. And Chad, you know, jumped in and took care of things, but it felt very chaotic. So um, it made me feel, feel like, like I need to take a break. But in you asking me to do this, it was so just some deep reflection was coming out. Um, I have consistently been in the audio word. Mm-hmm. So um, in January, Chad and I decided together to go through the Bible um, the beginning to end. Mm-hmm. He has done it several times. I've never done it and always wanted mm. to see what the, to experience that. Um, honestly, Old Testament God seemed, always seemed a little. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that he's. Anybody good, relate with that sound she's yeah. making right there? You know, and the thing is, is we know he's a good God and he's unchanging, but um, not spending time in the Old Testament gave me that about it. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, I have been on audio and the message version mm-hmm. um, listening since January. If they're following with, and it's the Bible Project, so if mm-hmm. people don't know the Bible Project, it's amazing. Bible Project is great. I love so them. Great. If you've been following that, you I'm very behind. <laughs> so I'm on the more two to four year plan for yeah. reading the Bible. Um, so I just hit Joel. But it has been so incredible, and I guess we'll say that for later. Just going through the Old Testament, um, my love and my affection. I mean, I the Book of Judges. I'm I I loved the yeah. Book of Judges. It was don't so... get Natalie started on Leviticus. <laughs> don't Just get don't. me started. I crack it open. It's good. It's <laughs> so good. But you know, even Leviticus, you know, you have that daunting feeling about yeah. it. It wasn't so daunting when I read it from yeah. beginning. And went through. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been a, a regular pulse, but regular for me mm-hmm. is it's not every day. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. for the audio version. Um, but this was definitely a, a nudge because the whole reason why teaching even came about is I had been listening to a podcast from Jen Wilkins mm-hmm. and I want to know God. I want my relationship with Him to be more and more beautiful every breath I take. Mm-hmm. And I know the only way that that's going to happen is being in the Word. I do not know how to juggle my life. I'm still, um, I'm still trying to figure out being a wife, mm-hmm. being a mom, 
mm-hmm. being a believer and juggling all those things along with the responsibilities of life. So, and I, I'm just, I'm, I'm probably, I always just tell Chad, I started every morning with a 15 yard penalty <laughs> and that 15 yard penalty doesn't ever go away. So I'm always kind of delayed and behind. So I'm always, um, I actually wrote a little note. Um, I'm basically trying to grab hold and keep hold of, um, having some kind of steady time in God's word. Mm-hmm. And, um, it is not pristine. Mm-hmm. It is not clean looking. It is not, um, regular the way I hope to have it one day mm-hmm. um, but I think the point is that I'm striving for it in a good way like mm-hmm. I'm I'm grabbing hold to the little bit the nuggets that God has given me and I know through um, faithful prayer he will continue to pro- provide those um, and I want it so I'm seeking after it um, yeah so awesome <laughs> I think sometimes it's more of a battle than we like to talk about and it's okay that it's a battle because we're we're fighting with God and and he wants the same thing mm-hmm. for us that we are wanting for ourselves when we're trying to to get into the word and he's going to be faithful to to fight beside us and to to provide the time um, that we need and and he sees he sees our hearts what our real desires are that we you know if we really want to know him or not he's he's gonna make a way for that mm-hmm you know, I've seen that. I mm-hmm. I am so grateful for the season in lives for the women who have even been on so far, saying that they have this dedicated time. That's amazing. That's wonderful. And mm-hmm. it, you, you savor it. Um, mm-hmm. And the image that just came to my mind about myself is paintball. I think that <laughs> paintball probably de- depicts a little bit um, me trying to juggle everything. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm painful blasts of color here and here and here but those blasts of colors are beautiful yes wonderful amazing things that whether it's um god giving me just a huge chunk of him mm-hmm. in that in, in whatever scattered moment mm-hmm. um but that's the other thing he made me mm-hmm. and so he knows how i am and yeah. so he made us all he knows how we are and um and i think if we have that that heart that desires him and we want to be with him but we don't know how to figure out our life yet. And we're still trying, we're scrambling and just, it's a mess. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's like maybe dipping your hands in paint and you have this, all this rich color, but then it's falling down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, he's good. He's been good to bless me with mm-hmm. little nuggets mm-hmm. um, to sustain me. Now, I don't want to just keep having those little nuggets. I eventually want a feast. Yeah. And I believe that who I am, who he has made me to be, and who he is, that we will, that union will happen. Mm-hmm. So it's that continual clawing for it and mm-hmm. fighting towards it. That, mm-hmm. And that, again, could be, it might be a month without actually cracking open the Bible. Yeah. And I don't love that. I don't yeah. advocate that. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's in any way possible me trying to pull at him yeah. and bring him in. I can't help, we can't help but <laughs> encourage. It's just like coming out. It's like, I feel like there's so many listeners that are, are there right now. I haven't opened the Bible in a month. And I think the encouragement is that God is eternal. He is not on the one-year plan. He's not on the two- to four-year plan. He is not on, you know, he's not the referee Mm-mm. judging you with a 15-yard penalty. Mm-hmm. He is... The Father giving yeah. you new mercies every day. Absolutely, the Judge giving you new mercies every day. Absolutely, and it's a it's a grace to just hear you say that and hear how God is infiltrating that even in our you know like 
juggling. You know, he is coming in and he is giving you those gifts of himself through all of that. It's really awesome. So I want to hear about how does this sort of paintball mm-hmm. hunter, how, how does that compare to previous seasons in your life? Well, um, you know, I feel like I'm starting delayed, and I think that's why the 15-year penalty came about. Um, just the way my upbringing childhood, you know, goes back to the childhood. Uh, mm-hmm. So when the time that I came, became a believer, I'm maybe a little bit older than I feel like most Apexers that I bump into sometimes. Um, I'll be 38 in December. So I was saved in 2006, whatever that math is. Um, so I got started with being a Christian a little bit later, being a wife a little bit later, children a little bit later. Um, the time before being a believer, and when I, I left home at 17, there was, um, I feel like, I keep saying that, I feel like, but there's a delay, a sense of delay, and even understanding <clears throat> responsibility and how to get caught up with just being a responsible adult. Um, I feel like a, ch- a five-year-old child in my heart most of the time, and a lot of times that's good, but a lot of times it means that my world is chaos. Mm-hmm. And so um, having routine, having schedule, having um, seeing the blessing, because I am not that. I'm a very roll-with-it, free-spirited, whatever comes, comes. Mm-hmm. God is good. He will take care of my mess, mm-hmm. um, even though I'm, I'm trying more and more. But that is, since being a believer, especially more so than anything since being married, God has taken that as a um, an opportunity to just sanctify me in being a responsible human being. Mm-hmm. And I, I can say I probably really wasn't very responsible before. I just was so, whatever happens, happens, and mm-hmm. I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. And you can't really fully live life like that as a partner in a marriage or as a parent and so um since knowing god my life has only ever been (laughs) a chaotic paintball (laughs) scenario you know and i think so i look very forward to the future what god is going to shaping my wall and um so compared i'm i'm more now into um the word of God. Just I know. Pause and say. <laughs> we just want to share that that is Jillian's job. We have another guest on the podcast this morning. I don't want you to think that that noise has come from any of the three of us. So that is that's our friend Chance down there. He's agreeing the with Hunter. He's he inventing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue, yeah. Hunter. That's all right. It's good to have that for a guest. Um, <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I think I lost my train of thought. I do that often. It's okay. Um, We're talking about previous seasons of your life. Yeah. So this is really every year, I'll say every moment that I have been a believer, I feel like God has given me that little extra inch, the little extra motion forward to him. So because I just came out of a teaching Mm-hmm. Um, time. Mm-hmm. I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a teacher. I'm a teachable moments kind of a teacher, but I'm not a prepared kind of a teacher. And I don't know that I'll ever be. Maybe he'll shape me in that way. But so, and then going into teaching, um, it's will be third Thursday, right? Third yeah, Thursday theology. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's basically teaching Bible doctrine, which when I was first saved, that is what God, he um, put me into a doctrine scenario by being taught by Jason Wing, my first house church. I was unsaved. Jason Wing was the instructor and we went through Romans. And so mm-hmm. that just gave me a hunger. And I mm-hmm. see that I'm wired that way. Um, so then I went, got into a Bible doctrine class and I just, I love, I fell in love with doctrine. Um, 
And now I'm falling more in love with, even or adding on to that, the love of studying the Bible from beginning to end and understanding how valuable it is to have the entire picture in front of you. Um, so I'll be teaching that, and that's going to be a challenge for me because I'm not, I'm su- such a scatterbrained person that it's a challenge, but I did, oh, I didn't finish that. I was listening to Jen Wilkins, a podcast, and from listening to that, this, I mean, I was doing my dishes and just started crying. Like, mm-hmm. God, let me be a woman of your word. Let me be a woman who knows your word and can comfortably talk about your word to other women, to encourage them and mm-hmm. to be able to disciple my own children well and in parenting moments, being able to go to your word. Like, I want that. And I recognize that the only way to do that for me was more than likely going to be forced teaching. And within one week of praying and asking him, I got a phone call. Hey, do you want to co-teach Galatians with me? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, I'll say yes. So um, this has been the most uh, um, Bible-focused time where it's consistent Mm -hmm. even though it's not exactly consistent um other seasons of life like it's been grabbing a study here trying to go through a study grabbing the bible trying to read through something um but it's been very hodgepodgey and not knowing how to do it Mm -hmm. and I think that was my biggest hindrance I just didn't know how to engage with the bible even though my husband seems to like he's that's what he does and he loves it and he's into it um but all of the aspects of life, just not knowing how to juggle any one thing very well, it was never it was never what it I would have loved for it to have been. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm okay with that because all of that strife and, and the negative strife where I'm trying to figure it out and feeling like just a mess and a wreck and not it has it helps develop this beautiful season where the fruit is just spewing up and this vision for what kind of a woman I want to be moving forward and I had that then but didn't know how to um, make it happen Mm. and slowly God just works with me slowly (laughs) slowly you know he's showing me how to um, continue that path yeah so for the woman out there who um, this idea of studying doctrine sounds intriguing to you um, or you're not even really sure what doctrine means. Um, third Thursdays, Hunter and um, her, her co-teacher, Julie, um, they're our partners, our Dayton Women Word partners. So if you want more information on Third Thursdays, you can go to our website and you'll find information there all about the class. And um, with all the dates and the topics they'll be talking about for the next, it goes for two years right yeah so yeah and it's monthly and you can just take a look at the topics if there's something um that interests you that you can just drop in for one or you can come for as many as you want so we're super excited to be um, partnering with you guys and we love what you're what you're doing there um we're excited to see what god does with that yeah i'm too i'm too i i excuse me imagine it will bear fruit because any thirst or desire for the lord you know it's going to come about and Hopefully it will make doctrine not seem so daunting yeah. because it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, you know, I'm listening to your journey and I hear a couple things come up as far as, you know, was, was there any light bulb moment or scripture or even mm-hmm. a woman coming alongside of you that mm-hmm. helped stir the desire to be, like you said, a woman, a woman of God's word? You know, I think just in general... If you are a believer, 
and your, your eyes should be open. Mm-hmm. And when your eyes are open and you see God's work in your life, we know that being in the Word is what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we see if you've spent any time in the Word with the intention of knowing God, not getting an answer from God, but knowing God, He blesses that. And so I think a lot of those little nuggets throughout my journey with Him have been what just I have more of a hunger and a desire. I'm, I'm done with not having that um, consistent flow with him. I'm done with not having um, his words on my lips to be able to just speak his word. I want to be a woman who just, the word of God flows out of my mouth to a degree where a person might not even know that I'm speaking the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be a woman like that. Um, when I was not a believer, um, I'll just, I was, I practiced witchcraft. That's mm-hmm. what I did. I did that for seven years. And God put me in a position to be the boss of a woman um, who was an amazing woman of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way she engaged with me, I did not know it at the time, but she was speaking scripture to me nonstop in our conversations because I was an evangelical witch. <laughs> I wanted people to come to know witchcraft and I wanted them to see how awesome it was. And so I was very vocal about it. And so she and I would have these conversations um, at work, and they were kind and loving and tender and sweet, but she knew the word, and she was speaking life into me. Mm. And I did not know it, but it was pulling me in. And that was the first, like, I want, when I became saved, like, I want to be like her. I want to know God's word. I want to know God in that way. And, you know, now being a parent, you know, I want my children I want the the discipline that comes with parenting to be a fluid motion of them seeing that I know the Lord and that Mm -hmm. I know his word and partnering discipline with the word. And I want my kids to see it. I want it to be so delicious to my children that they want it themselves because they see the fruit Mm -hmm. of it in mom's life. And they Mm -hmm. see that mom is so imperfect. And, you know, he just blessed me with the words to say, I'm sorry, you know, Mm -hmm. and how many times Bella has to hear, I am so sorry, Mm -hmm. that was wrong with mommy. So I hope that being able to see, I used to be afraid of how often I have to say sorry, but hopefully she, my children will see that how um, flawed I am, but then see God's power so great in my life. So I think it's just a combination of a lot of things that like I I want this because I don't want to play around. This world is too important. Life is too important. God is too important to dink around with. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's funny. I just heard that. <laughs> <laughs> the last podcast, or however many ago, was uh, a dink. Yes. That dual income, no kids. That is not the dink that I was referring to. <laughs> I was referring to... Puddling around. You yeah. can go back to Kelsey's episode <laughs> yeah. if you want to understand that. Oh, I love that. A little more. Yeah. Um, so I think that was just it. Like, I'm not here to mess around. Like, I know life without God, and um, it's not a game. Like, mm-hmm. it is, I'm going to start tearing up. I just, I'm so grateful for the depra- depraved life that I lived in the past because it is what makes me realize with everything in me that God is real he's good he loves me he's for me and the best way to make my relationship to a place where the the enemy does not infiltrate my head to the degree that he does now Mm -hmm. is to fill my mind with Mm -hmm. God's word Mm -hmm. and so I want to be a warrior I am a warrior 
like I see God's made me like that and I want to be a warrior princess for the kingdom of God. Mm. And in order to do that, I need the word. And you are. You are. are. Right? I already are. We've talked about on the podcast just the danger of not having God's word. Mm. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really not optional for us Mm -hmm. when you are after Christ. Like Like you were describing, I heard the words... Um, sort of like uh, there was the word delay and there was the word danger Mm -hmm. um, come up and I think what's beautiful about your story is you felt those very viscerally whereas sometimes women who have been in the church their whole life don't really feel that at a gut level that if I don't have the word of God in my life that I I'm just in danger of attack right. of the enemy, right. you know, and I think the blessing of your story is that you feel that and that that's something that you're able to express this morning to women who, you know, might be in a dry season of their life because you know, for whatever reason, it's more of an urgent, sister, I'm pleading with you Mm -hmm. to open God's word Mm -hmm. because if not, there is just this danger or delay even of of just our relationship with the Lord. And if we're not, it's not worth it. No, (laughs) it's not. So what would you, I guess, continue on full and dry seasons of your life, you know, what, what would be examples of full and dry seasons and what would you tell someone mm-hmm. who's in that dry season right now? If thinking about this, if you don't mind, could you define what you mean by dry season? Sure. That's not a question we've had yet. <laughs> I would say wherever you are feeling distant from God's word and then by nature himself, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, and that's why I wanted to ask about that. I can't say since I've been saved, and it's probably because of the past that I came from, that I have ever felt distant from God or that he was distant from me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely a season. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I want to like kind of clarify this. So in the first couple years of marriage, it was um, a very trying, difficult, painful season of life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were just so immature. Um and I know that God brought that marriage about quickly because he and I have been talking about this. I am scared to think of what my life would be as a believer without being married mm-hmm. or without having marriage. Marriage was such a tool of sanctification for us. So in that, those first two years of our incredible immaturity, much selfishness, if that would be considered a dry season where I was like, God, why did you... I really felt like God gave me a catch-22 in the marriage and was very confused about the character of God and I was not in the Word and I didn't have a prayer life. But that season of marriage gave me my prayer life and um, the woman that I began... I've always had an older woman mentoring me, a Titus II mama, and I thank God for that. Um, so my next Titus II mama came into my life and that was Sherry Cardiff. And um, she, she kept, you know just pound, gently pounding into my head the word of God and prayer. And um, because I can't juggle much, prayer was that thing I was able to cling on to initially. And so the depth of my prayer life came from that season. And um, that has been, God uses the intensity of my prayer life. Um, and that's not always intense, but I see when it's an intense prayer life. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that intense prayer life, it is um, me calling out to him, helping me. God, please give me the opportunity for your word, um, 
the desire for your word. And so a dry, if dry light or dry season being explained of not feeling close to God's word, I can't say I've never felt close to God outside of that. So if I fast forward, not the first two years of marriage, and just mm-hmm. from that point forward where I had the prayer life, my, my the intensity of my prayer life was there, but the lacking of being in God's word. Um, so, I mean, I lost my train of thought again. Um, okay, so I would say most of my life is somewhat of a dry season because it wasn't completely, it wasn't being in the word the way that I wanted, even though I had... Um, that relationship through prayer with the Lord where I saw him faithfully answering very specific things and mm-hmm. him blowing my mind, just completely blowing my mind with his faithful, faithfulness in prayer. Um, but I think that I'm entering into a full season. Mm. Um, I hope, I pray that I'm entering into a full season. And for me, what, a, what would define a full season is when um, the Bible doesn't get tucked away. Mm-hmm. God's word doesn't get tucked away on a shelf. Um, where it is something that I am constantly eating up as if it is nourishment. True, I mean, it is nourishment for my mm-hmm. soul, but if I treat it like it's nourishment for my soul where I need that. Mm-hmm. And I imagine what will come from that is um, more of a calm interaction with my children, mm-hmm. um, more just a little, he's given me such little slivers of an eternal pr- uh, perspective of life. Mm-hmm. And when that the remnants are there, still like floating in my my being um the way I like walk through life there's peace and we know that God gives us peace you know peace of God is is what he he wants us to have that peace um so I'm I would imagine that perhaps I'm in a dry season or have been in a dry season but it's Mm -hmm. not a dry season where I feel like I'm distant from the Lord like Mm -hmm. he he's and I that could be that the prayer life is what it is Mm -hmm. I think the Lord absolutely, despite or whatever our behaviors are towards him, he never leaves us. Right. Right. And so it's such a grace to hear that he was still, you know, um, working through your prayer life in that moment and that he's drawing you to his word. And I can definitely, and Natalie can relate with when we are in a teaching season, we definitely have more accountability and it causes us to... When we, I think it's more because we're accountable to our sisters and we want to be able to express the word of God in a true white, right way for them. Um, And so we have to come to that understanding of it ourselves. But I don't think you have to be in a teaching season necessarily for that to happen. I think, but we do have to be doing this together. And no matter you know, if you're next to someone and like we talked about in one of the previous podcasts, I'm like, what, can I ask you a question about this? Whether it's that simple mm-hmm. or whether it is, I am actually teaching this from an official mm-hmm. thing. We're always teaching one another mm-hmm. about his word. Yeah. And, and even by our nature, if we're not in God's word, we're teaching about that too, whether it's a worthwhile right pursuit or not you know Mm -hmm. for our lives Mm -hmm. and for the people around us Mm -hmm. so would you have any encouragement for the person who feels like they're in a dry season right now yeah I think what the Lord has shown me 
is how powerful prayer is. Mm. And so I think that if you feel like you're in a dry season, whatever definition that is for you, um, I think you need to start with prayer. I think you need to ask God for, I mean, I've had those moments where I've asked God specifically for that seven o'clock wake up call Mm -hmm. and he has been faithful to do that. Um, But then within a couple minutes, the kids wake up, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was frustrating. Well, what he started showing me is that I give you the time that I give you and you seize it. You just take it when it's at. So I would say that if, if you have a desire to be in the word, and that is something that you want to be a fluid um, outpouring from you, that you need to be praying. You need to be asking God for um, to help understand who you are, how you are wired, so that you know, and this is just how, this is the way that my brain works. Um, if I understand how I'm wired, then I think I'll understand and see the opportunities he's pre- pre- putting before me more, more often. Um, so praying for the desire, mm-hmm. praying for God to help you understand what it means to behold him, I think that if we are beholding Christ, um, that you'll have that unsettled tick inside your heart that you have to be in the Word. You have to be with Him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so praying for that, um, praying just very specifically about what you want regarding your relationship with God and asking Him to show how it's done through the Word. it just, I feel like it comes down, you pray, you need to ask God for those specific things. I think that's really wise, Hunter, because um, when we tend to beat ourselves up, right, when we aren't reading the word and think like, I need a new study, I need accountability, I need um, uh, to set my alarm, I need X, Y, Z, and those are all practical things that can mm-hmm. be helpful, mm-hmm. but and like, that's why we ask about them, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, but that, like, when we're just deciding, okay, I'm going to change my behavior and it's going to work this time, mm-hmm. that, you know, that just doesn't go back far enough. Mm-hmm. We need to to return to the Lord because he sees and he knows that we are failing mm-hmm. and he wants to be with us just like we want to be with him. But um, he's the one with the power <laughs> to make it happen and we are not we don't have the power to keep that consistency it's his spirit that that does that in us so i think that's really wise to to start with prayer to return to the lord and 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 just tell him what's been going on just say hey like you know (laughs) i haven't been with you in the word and i don't like that but i don't know what to do Mm -hmm. and and the lord will be faithful to to come alongside you he will and if you're not seeing it yet, keep praying. Absolutely. <laughs> because part of that's part of the journey. Yeah. I think that to a degree he wants us to keep not just he he doesn't want us to have this one time prayer. He yeah. wants us to continue and it's not he doesn't need to see that. I think for me, watching how I have that's developed in me, it's um me seeing my hunger for it makes me even hungrier. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when we are constantly seeking after these things, mm-hmm. constantly seeking after him, through prayer and that continual prayer, we easily see our need for him. And by asking him for desire, give me the desire, you know how I'm made. Mm-hmm. Um, present it to me. Will you present it to me in a way that it clicks with me and I see it and I get it because we're trying to look like everybody else so often. I think mm-hmm. when we sit down to study or we sit down to do something, we think it's supposed to look like these yeah. it's supposed to look one way or the way she does it or he does it or they do it. And it can. But we need to not forget that God made you different than other people. So maybe the way that you are wired to learn will look different. And yeah. it's okay. And I think we need to let God show us how he yeah. made us. And 
how where our weaknesses are so that he can um, refine and us being willing and saying, yeah, I'm really terrible in this area. Mm-hmm. So God can refine that in us. Mm-hmm. I think that could be really helpful for someone out there who's listened to the podcast so far and heard like a couple of different women share about what their life in the word is like and maybe none of them have really resonated with them or they just um they just can't they can't see getting up in the morning they can't like they really still haven't seen how it could work that um encouragement that reminder that we really it doesn't have to look like anybody mm-hmm. who's been <laughs> on this podcast doesn't look have to look like anybody else in the world but that you can ask God in specifics hey what like what are you asking me to do yeah. like reveal to me the time the place yeah. the way you know yeah and I think our prayer for you would not be that you look like anybody else on this podcast mm-hmm. but that God would you know, just show you how that looks for you. And I just want to read a prayer from David um, that he writes in Psalm 51. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. And I'm going to drop down. It says in verse 16, you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it, or you will, will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. So sometimes I think you might be listening and think, I've got to like really change myself to be able to experience the Lord through his word. And that might seem like a, a huge like sacrifice. I, and I think what you, really we want to change the prayer to like what Hunter was saying, like, Lord, just change my heart mm-hmm. and, you know, reveal yourself to me in whatever way that's going to look like for my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So, And God meets us where we're at. And I think that if we have that true desire in our heart, God will meet you where you're at. You don't have to be a bright and early seven o'clock in the morning person. If your life is such that, while your children are napping, that's your time with the word, mm-hmm. then so be it. Mm-hmm. Strive after that and go for that. He will meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. Where does God often meet you? Like what? <laughs> give it, us a few examples. Give, it, give <laughs> us a few examples, even if it's not the same every day. Um, you mean how he, how my time with him? Yeah. You know, a lot of times, um, if it, it'll be moments where um, it's well past my bedtime. And I'm just awake. I'm like, you know what? I could be doing this. I could be in the Word. Mm-hmm. Or it could be um, my children don't sleep. I remember the first podcast. I feel, I feel you, sister. Um, <laughs> my, my first and my third um, are not sleepers. And, you know, my oldest, my oldest two, they sleep now. But Stone, oh, my goodness, that boy, he, since three months old, just does not sleep. So I get woken up regularly through the night. And so there are times where it's like, what time is it? It's 6 o'clock? Well, I'm awake. If I... I'm kind of awake, so if I go back to bed, I know I'm going to be so groggy and sleep, and I'll probably sleep till 8. But instead, I could just stay up, suck it up, and and go do this now. Um, Other times, it's I'm learning to use the intelligence of my children, um, their capabilities. So it's just occurring to me now, hey, guys, you know what? Um, Mommy really needs to sit down and be in the Word with Jesus. Um, So I need 
and I give them, here's the rules. Um, I'm going to go on the front porch and I'm going to read. You guys can either come outside with me and be quiet or you can stay in here and do these things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying, I'm learning how to uh, take it. Mm-hmm. Just to take my time with the Lord and and communicate that to my kids, um, like protecting it. Like you know what I'm realizing, I need to protect this time. It needs to happen. It's not going to happen if I don't carve out that time. And I don't even like using the word carving out time. I don't. Um, if I don't make it happen, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of me becoming more responsible with mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And and that's not to say that other people are not being responsible. I'm speaking of me, knowing me. Right. And so it's it's just different, different ways of, and you know, sometimes that could even mean I'm at the gathering, but gathering as in being in service, church service. Um, at Apex, we call the gathering. Yes. yes. <laughs> we call the gathering. <laughs> so sometimes it's even been like, you know what? I just feel scattered as I'm sitting here listening. I'm actually going to excuse myself. I'm going to go step out and I'm going to go grab my Bible and a pad of paper and pencil and I'm going to go to another room and while the gathering is going on, I'm just going to go read and write the Word of God. Um, so it's it just looks very different depending. And sometimes it comes through the form of a podcast. Listening to the Bible and audio has been such a gift mm-hmm. because when I'm, at, when I'm at my kitchen sink, that is when the enemy knocks at my thought door. I've heard it called a thought door. And like, hey, I've got some thoughts for you to entertain. Mm-hmm. And did you hear what this person said about you? Did you catch that subtle little negative remark? Did you, your husband, you know, all the negative attacking happens when I'm at my kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. And so I realized like when I have that audio Bible playing, my thoughts are on that and not on mm-hmm. the junk yeah. that can go on in my head. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that, you know, we read in the word that it's not only the reading of the word, but the hearing of the word mm-hmm. that is so important to us and that changes hearts because for a super long time, no one could read it themselves. There was like one copy for mm-hmm. however many hundreds, thousands of people. Um, so they had to listen and yeah. to hear and to pay attention. And so God works in that he does. definitely, mm-hmm. especially for people who learn best by hearing um, it's it's golden. Yeah. Take take hold of that and and yeah. make it. Don't you don't have to feel like listening to the Bible is like second rate or that it's Mm-mm. like less than reading because it's God's word. The power is with the words and not with the way that it comes to you whether you're reading it with your eyes or hearing it with your ears. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said I've been listening to the message version which I've had people go <gasps> It's not a real version of the Bible. <laughs> well, here's the thing on that. The way this guy has written it, it opens up my understanding of what is going on. If I'm studying the word, I'm not using the message. Now, I might actually have that as a fourth companion to the yeah. other versions that are sure. before me. But there has been such benefit in having the message, listening to the message mm-hmm. version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's I so... It breaks down some barriers yeah. just that we have culturally I think it's helpful like I would agree that it is a paraphrase but it's that doesn't mean that it's not helpful to us and that it doesn't convey the message Mm -hmm. um well because it does yeah it does convey the message well it's still um steeped in truth and um and it's also a good a good I think 
it's just like you have someone speaking truth over you yeah. when you're listening to the message. Yeah. It's the same. It feels more like your friend is speaking truth yes. over you yes. or, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. your father, God. You know, you can feel like it's a little bit more, um, it's tangible Personal. than, than some yeah. other translations. If I am listening to the word and it's a particularly difficult passage like we were studying Daniel this past summer mm -hmm. and listening to like the visions and dreams like I just got lost in a heartbeat so like those passages mm -hmm. I would have to go back and read it to be able to really like comprehend what was mm -hmm. going on mm -hmm. but listening in more paraphrase um, versions are mm -hmm. helpful for yeah. me when I'm going through difficult mm -hmm. passages of the Bible, especially. Right. So when you read, um, I'll just ask, what version do you use when you read usually? I love both ESV and um, NIV. Um, I the first Bible that was ever given to me. Um, I guess it's not the first. The first Bible. I was raised Mormon, so I should um, say that. So they used the King James Version, and so that was really the first version that I ever... But that's all I knew of the Bible was King James Version. Um, then, I guess the first version that was given to me by um, um, a fellow sister in Christ was the NIV, so I, a study Bible, NIV study Bible. And then my first Bible that I ever bought for myself was, was an ESV. And so I like... Those are what I have on hand, and so that is what I use. Um, but now, because there's so many different tools, I'm loving. Uh, Chad has a MacArthur Study Bible, mm -hmm. so I have that. But I'm mm -hmm. like looking yeah. at that, and um, I I just like seeing all the because I'm I don't know much about the other versions, so I I like to on Bible Gateway. Yes. Go and just pull up. What does this version say? And what's yeah. on oh, the Amplified? Oh, what's this? Let's see what they say. You know. So I um, I do have the ESV more than anything. That's what I use because that was a, a journaling Bible. So mm -hmm. I love using that. Yeah. But I also like that in my NIV too. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what is God teaching you in his word right now? You know, I feel like I just had a huge aha moment that was just so impactful. And one of those like, ah. Oh, I just um, want to hold on to it. Yeah. Please yeah. don't let me forget this one. Yeah. And um, he, God was addressing an area on my heart that I was holding on to and not letting go. And I was kind of, without verbalizing it, kind of demanding my right to good quality healthy eating, grass-fed organic food. And my husband's kind of like, yes, but our budget. You know, and, yeah. and we don't have much strife about that, but you, I could see this underlining, you know, I'm just da, 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 ignoring it, paying attention to. I'm just gonna, yeah. we're just gonna keep doing buying this way, and this is what we're gonna do. And because I want to have good health, and da, da. and God used that, and just kind of it was interesting the dialogue that was going on within me. It was basically, um, I'll say what the bottom line was, and as I was sharing with Chad, he's like, uh, hold on a minute, <laughs> and God does care about that. But for me in that moment, what God said to me, and I, he was taking me through the Old Testament, just showing me the children of Israel. And it was bottom line, God doesn't care about your health. He doesn't care about my health. Mm -hmm. He cares about my obedience. Mm -hmm. And Chad was like, yes, he does care about my health. <laughs> yes, he does care about my health. But when I was clinging to healthy eating, which was causing like a, an attention in my head, my husband mm -hmm. felt obligated or there's just tension there. Um, God was showing me this, basically saying, baby girl, I'm in charge of your health. I will make your health what it is. I want you to obey. I want your obedience. And I was like, oh, and he just kind of communicating to me even more. Do you not think that if you would submit 
in this area of your marriage to your husband and just say, honey, whatever you think is best for our family regarding food, I yield to and I'm okay with. Do you not think that I would have this blessing over here Mm -hmm. to bless your life, whatever that might look like? I want your obedience. I want you to obey. And it was just like this, it rocked me to my core. It was beautiful. And um, I saw an immediate change in my head. Like, as I was communicating to him, like, hey, hon, I'm really sorry. I think I've probably been a little rigid about this and demanding of this without being demanding or saying it. Um, Just in my buying practices, I'm buying it because this is what I want without really accepting that you're not comfortable with it. I'm sorry. Whatever you think is best for our family is what we'll do. And I saw on him, whether or not he felt it, I saw something come over him, like this sigh almost come over him. And that God just, I care about your obedience. Mm -hmm. I want your obedience. When you look at the children of Israel, all the things that they were doing, even that one, that one story, um, oh, the names, the guy who he was placed as king and he said, if you let me win again, it was the Amorites winning against them or Amalekites. The first person to walk (laughs) through that door, I sacrificed to you. And it was his daughter. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that story? I need to go back and re-listen. Man. Well, he was the appointed um, king over the Israelites at the time. Um, The best during that time because they were all wretched. And he says, God, if you let me win this battle, I will sacrifice the first thing that comes through the threshold of my door. Mm -hmm. So he wins the battle. He comes home. The first thing to walk through his threshold was his daughter. He, there's different ideas about what happened some think that she just was sacrificed in the way that she was never married off and so she went and like lived unmarried and dedicated to the lord and but many people think that he blood sacrificed her because they were living among canaanites and practicing a lot of the canaanite practices mm-hmm. so it was like i'm watching this and i'm like li- or li- listening to this i'm like so confused why did this happen why did you send the daughter through and it wasn't God offering that up. This guy uh, was wise in his own mind, wasn't really obeying the Lord, wasn't really, his life practice wasn't to be um, con- consumed with, God, how can I obey you? Mm-hmm. It was doing what he thought was best. And I don't know why this connects to me, but it was just thinking through, we so often do what we think is wise in our own eyes, whether it is good or not good, mm-hmm. but we live life with this okay, use a new word with this um, <laughs> forward motion in mind, and how often do we really stop to go, whoa, mm-hmm. am I obeying God in this? And in, in in the sense of, if there's contention like for my husband and I over organic grass fed food, that's not obeying God. <laughs> like that's so it was just. It was just huge for me. Yeah, there's a posture there that's different. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference between bartering with God right. and having like a contrite heart, mm-hmm. like what we were talking right. about earlier. Right. For sure. Right. I wonder if we could swing back to something you mentioned earlier about being a Titus II mama. Mm-hmm. Like you had a Titus II mama in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. And I was just encouraged to share that we're all Titus two mamas, you know? And one of my friends reminded me the other day that like my son was my biggest disciple, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think for us at this table, we have kiddos, but we are all 
we were all Titus two mamas before we were like Mm -hmm. physical mamas Mm -hmm. and um, that you listening out there if you don't have kids like you are a Titus two mama and you're nurturing Christ in people with the way that you're encouraging them and the person that encouraged me with the fact that Titus my son is named Titus is my biggest disciple she doesn't have kids Mm -hmm. but she was pouring that into my life Mm -hmm. and I just kind of see this transition you were talking about earlier about being responsible for little people Mm -hmm. and that happened in my life too where when I became responsible for a little person I started to really see my need for the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I wish that would have happened before. You know, I wish that would have happened before. God is sovereign and he, he wanted that in my life then, mm-hmm. but not previous to that. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're out there and you're not a mom, you are though. <laughs> you you are a Titus yeah. two mother. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you start pouring into other women's life now with the word of God. You don't have to wait. Yeah, you know, a good resource for that is Missional Motherhood by Mm -hmm. Gloria Furman. She talks a lot about about being a mom without being a a physical mom who's given birth. Um, That we all um, have the mothering instinct, whether we think we do or not. We all have it. It's from the Lord. Um, So... That is such a, a an encouraging book about being on mission just in the life that God's given you. Right. So I would um, I would encourage you guys to pick that up if that's something that has stirred your heart today as you're listening. And if I could just tack on with that, it's praying again. It's mm-hmm. um, if you don't know who to mentor, who mm-hmm. you you pray and ask God to raise up women that on your like bring girls to you, bring women yeah. to you. Um, just open your eyes to the people right. that are already there. Right. Because there are people everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. All and around us. It can look different. It can be popcorn. I call popcorn moments where you're you bump into a mom at the grocery store. She looks like she needs help. Go help her. Or an old woman who needs help. You know, any woman that you see, those can turn into relationships of you pouring into them the word of God. And so I think praying and asking God for bringing about that opportunity yeah I don't know maybe we can say this it's not really um official but I mean I don't think anyone's gonna mind on the team if we say something about this but we um we're right now talking about how to um encourage this idea of discipleship and mentorship um we've had a lot of questions and a lot of women really wanting either guidance in how to mentor and disciple people or just reaching out saying, I really wish I had this. I hear about people having mentors and I just really wish I had one. Um, and so we, if that's you, um, we hear you and, um, and we are excited about next year, what the Lord um, might hold for us. Um, so if that is something that you're interested in, we'd love to hear more from you too. Um, so you can get in touch with us through our website or um, yeah. or on social media. But we just want you to know that um, God's really put a desire in us to um, do what we can, which we don't know exactly what it looks like yet, but to um, to have a part in in encouraging um, the Titus to mentorship and discipleship in our community of women. So. Um, you can be praying for that for us now, that the Lord would um, 
would kind of fill out that vision and show us what um, how he wants us to to help in that way. But we're really excited that we can we can even be just a little bit of a part of that. So yeah, I, I feel like the summary of this whole podcast episode has been like, don't put God in a box. Like, and that is so true with Hunter's life. I see it all over, you know, how God worked in your story in a way that you feel is different than what other women in your life are, but it's so beautiful. And I think too, like with discipleship, it doesn't look the same for everyone and it doesn't have to, and Mm -hmm. the Lord can make that happen. And we're going to keep asking him to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Uh, Just continue forward Mm -hmm. and start with prayer. Start with prayer. If you've got nothing else, you've got words in your mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> or in your head. So start with prayer. You can mm-hmm. pray. And I think um, if you want it, God, God's going to bless that mm-hmm. desire. So just pray and move forward. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Hunter. Sure. We're Thanks so glad me. to have had you here this morning. Um, if you want to connect with Hunter, you can... Um, Contact us through our website, through Facebook. She um, She's on the, the Facebook group, so you can tag her, Hunter Osborne, if you have a question for her um, or you want to share with her if you've been encouraged by the podcast. Um, we love to spread the encouragement around, so if you've enjoyed it today, please make sure that you... Um, that you get in touch. If you have been enjoying the podcast as a whole, you can give us a review over on iTunes. Um it only takes a minute. I think I really don't know how long it takes, but I hope that it only takes a minute. I, that's what everyone else on podcasts say. So um, we would love uh, just some reviews if you've been enjoying it so other people can see the podcast. Um, that's how iTunes sort of works in a wonky way. The reviews are the most important thing. So um, yeah, and if you want to see the show notes from this episode, you can head over to datewomenintheword.com. Um, and hit the podcast tab and all the information will be there along with lots of cool pictures and stuff from all of our guests that you can check out there. Um, our hearts are encouraged. Our hearts are encouraged by you listening. Yeah. I feel like it is worthwhile just doing so that I can hear from these people at our various tables. Yeah. It's like such a beautiful thing. God is really working in the Dayton Women of the Word leadership team's hearts as well. I think we're probably the ones that are blessed the most by it. Yeah, so. we definitely are. Well, friends, um, that's it for today, but we will see you back here next week with another um, woman that loves woman the Lord, the woman of the Word, <laughs> woman that we want you to, to know and um, to hear from, and, and we're excited um, to be back with you again next week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.